0: I'm Roger Wood for In-Depth NH. The capped Coakley landfill in Northampton continues to confound environmentalists and worry local residents. The latest is contamination of groundwater by PCFs. I'll let my guest Mindy Mesmer pronounce that compound in my interview next. She is a Democratic state representative from Rye and an environmental scientist.
1: There is um, currently an effort underway on the federal level to get a national health study done so that we can see what health effects these are having on people that have been exposed to these perfluoral alkyl alkyl substances, the PFAS compounds that are the components of Teflon uh, or Gore-Tex or um, sometimes they put them on, most of the time they put them on wrappers for fast food items um, to keep the, the paper from, you know, having moisture come through the paper. And we know that um, there was a very large gold standard study that was done associated with the DuPont um, lawsuit down in West Parkersburg, Virginia, and Parkersburg, Parkersburg, West Virginia, Mm. and which 69,000 people were studied for a period of about 15 years that were exposed to contaminated drinking water with these PFAS compounds. And that's been part of a large settlement against DuPont for about $1.5 billion total right now in in settlements for people that had just testicular cancer. Mm. So, there are um, several outcomes of that study that showed probable health effects that were um, related to cancer and other chronic disease as a result of that study and, you know, we now are seeing that these bases, these Navy bases and um, Air Force bases across the country uh, in particular, have um, these PFAS compounds contaminating large swaths of groundwater and drinking water, related to the um, spraying of these um, AFFF foams when they address uh, some, you know, airplane crashes. So basically, what's happened is that all these Air Force bases um, and airports and fire training areas and things like that—they've sprayed these foams on. Uh, the fires to put them out because it's very effective in keeping fires at bay, especially when you have fuel-based fires. But the problem is, is that it's uh, you know basically contaminating our aquifers. And it's recently come up over the past few years that this is actually now we're thinking, um, based on Senator Shaheen's office recently, about 625 of these bases may exist across the United States where these foams have been sprayed and contaminated drinking water. Uh, across the country, so it is a very significant issue. Uh, when you come down to it, the first base actually where this was, uh, one of the first bases where it was discovered was at the Pease Air Force Base here in uh, Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and the, the way it was found was that we found that there was, um, when the base turned over to public use, there were two... Um, Childcare centers there and a series of businesses um, that have been operating for quite a while since the base turned over to the public, and one of the wells at this base, which is, for some reason, they thought it was a good idea to install directly in the airstrip itself, the apron of the airstrip of the Pease Air Force Base, was contaminated with these foams that were used to fight fires, and that well was shut down in 2014. That was the biggest water supply well for the Pease Air Force Base community. And then they come to find that about 2,000 people now have elevated levels of these perfluorinated chemicals in their blood, including about 350 children. <clears throat> and so when, we, um, when I found that there was a cancer cluster and um, reported it back in 2014 to um, the Rye uh, related to some um, rare cancers that were happening in my community here in Rye. Um, we then, um, when it was determined that it was a cancer cluster in 2016 by the state of New Hampshire and the CDC, it was actually a double um, cancer cluster, Governor Hassan formed a task force to investigate potential environmental triggers for these cancers because the parents uh, questioned, even though it was genetically a genetic cancer, that there was possibly some environmental triggers for these cancers. So the task force got started and we The first issue that came up to us was Coakley Landfill Superfund dump and it was largely forgotten really I mean it was kind of sitting there and people just sort of over time had forgotten about it we started to look at this issue and the first thing that we identified was that the Air Force had dumped in the landfill they were actually the Air Force and the Navy were about 20 percent responsible for dumping in that landfill according to the EPA Um, so when we heard that we as a task force um, asked for the monitoring wells around the landfill to be samples for these foams, because the foams was a a big issue, the PFAS compounds at Pease Air Force Base, and we figured, well, if they're there, then maybe they're at Coakley, too, and come to find out that, in fact, there are very elevated levels of these perfluorinated chemicals in monitoring wells around the landfill. So that started on a whole um, new process. You know, these are newer compounds. They used to call them emerging. Uh, chemicals they 're not really emerging anymore. we pretty much know that they they do cause these health effects um, and we have a pretty good idea of um, what the levels should be according to what other states think um, and those some states are lower much lower levels in drinking water that they allow you to drink than the epa so that 's kind of where we 're at the landfill we found out um, kind of a surprise to us was sort of capped and left without an, uh, any sort of groundwater migration control system. That means keeping the toxins on the site. They just put a cap on top and there was no liner underneath the landfill. So everything, you know, as time went on and people built around it and golf courses went up around the landfill that started to use their private water supplies, it started to draw these contaminants out of the landfill and into these private wells um, and, and commercial wells around the landfill. In addition, it, it also contaminates Barry's Brook, which is what you've referenced, um, which is a brook that runs from Greenland into Rye and Portsmouth and then out at Odeon Point with very high levels of the same perfluorinated chemicals at about the same levels that we see in the wells around the landfill. So we're kind of set here now with a landfill that's been around for a long time. Um, There's no liner underneath it. There's just a cap on top. And over time, we've built up around the landfill. You referenced Lafayette Terrace back in the 1980s it was determined that the wells that people were using at Lafayette Terrace had very high levels of, of other chemicals associated with Coakley and water lines were brought in there and it was kind of, um, that was kind of the end of that. But you know we're left here with a situation where there's, now we know there are these levels of newer chemicals we didn't know about back in the 80s that are migrating away from the site into um, and impacting surface water and likely drinking water supplies all around the landfill in five towns
0: of course so the, this is, go ahead
1: go ahead no this yeah, has become it, a big it, issue so yeah
0: it certainly has a big enough that the uh, New Hampshire Fish and Game of course is suspended eating fish taken out of the Brook area
1: that's correct and that's in response to the so the task force was turned into a statutory commission when um, one of my bills passed the first session in the, in the state house and so that request came out of the commission to we actually asked for a temporary halt of the um, stocking of the fish and the fish and game decided that they could still stock it but just tell people not to eat the fish and put them back in so we're we're happy with that result we just want people to know that it is possibly a public health
0: issue you've explored the site yourself what's your impression
1: of the site itself was well, it's yeah. a very large landfill you, you can't really get a good feel for it unless you walk out there and a lot of my concern is around, you know, that there is a rail bed that runs alongside the west side of the landfill um, that was actively used for hikers and bikers and people with their dogs. But now it is entirely flooded with contaminated water and has been for quite a time. So I'm concerned about that issue. And I had um, um, we actually myself and another resident put up our own signs in that area to to tell people. That were in that area, not to touch the water, and those became uh, fi- you know formal signs that the EPA made the responsible parties put up after we did that. So we're also happy with that. that there are now permanent signs up around that area to tell people about the possible contamination of that water in the streams and on the, the rail bed. So
0: as a researcher, uh, as a scientist, are you you're convinced? Okay, that this has resulted in cancer cases.
1: Well, I'm not going to say that there is a direct causal link. There's, It's always very difficult to tie a specific cause of cancer to an exposure. Um, it usually takes either a lot of people or a lot of time to do that, like in the case of the uh, DuPont case. There were 69,000 people studied for a period of 15 years, and that's, that's a really um, decent sample size. It's a decent amount of time to study it. In this case, you know, we have rare cancers in children, and I contend that there are some other types of cancers that are elevated. There's also um, almost three times the expected rate of brain cancers and central nervous system cancers in children in the same area, which we're trying to get the state to recognize um, at this point. But, you know, to tie a specific cause to the cancers is difficult. I do have my concerns. I know that one uh, person who was a former police officer in in the city of Portsmouth, to, um did die at the age of 42 after contracting the same cancer that these children have um, at 39 years old. So, And he lived right next to the landfill. He actually, you can see his house from the top of the landfill. And he did play as a young child for about five years in the landfill area. Um, so I'm concerned about that. I am concerned about some of the other connections that, that there, there may be common threads to tied to the either contact with the brook, Barry's brook, or uh, contaminated materials at the landfill, and then their children getting these cancers. So yes, I am concerned about it. Whether we could ever reliably say it's a direct causal link is probably unlikely, but I am concerned about it. Let's and talk- certainly knowing that there's chemicals migrating off-site at the level we know they are is not a great idea to, to let happen.
0: <laughs> Let's talk for a minute about the non-remediation Via water treatment plant, where there was allegedly funding provided, that's going to open up a, a can of worms, of course, and it is opening that can uh, you know, rapidly. But uh, let's let, let, let open that for a minute uh, that that can of worms for me. Um, it, it should have been done, shouldn't it?
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, I don't know exactly how that happened, and we're that's one of the things that we're trying to to uh, figure out. the A group of legislators and a former city mayor, uh, assistant mayor in the city of Portsmouth have filed a suit um, because we want to be able to inspect the records to find out exactly how that happened. Um, We know that back in the 1990 timeframe, the um, decision issued by the EPA originally said that it should be capped and there should be a, a groundwater control system put in, a pump and treat system it's called, to control the flow of water offsite. And somewhere along the way between that time and about 1999, you know, they changed their mind on that particular part of it, and the remedial system was not put in. Um, and we don't know how exactly that happened, but we do see in some of the newspaper reports that there were some uh, pretty heated conversations going on between the responsible parties and the U.S. Attorney General's Office. So we want to know what was happening and it involved the state senator, Senator Bob Smith at the time. So we want to know exactly how those decisions were gone back on and changed. Um, we do know that at the time the Department of Defense gave $5.25 million to the COPA Landfill Group with the expectation that that would be used to put the remedial system, the pump and treat system in, never was. And if today the EPA comes back and says that the, that the site is closed, the money would have to be paid back. And uh, we've asked where that would come from, and they've been, we've been told that that would be assessed to the Portsmouth City taxpayers and the rest of the responsible parties, um, because the City of Portsmouth has a 54% responsibility in the Coakley Landfill Group, responsible party group. So, um, we also found out recently that the state gave the Coakley Landfill Group some grant money and some revolving loan money. Um, that was also supposed to be used on the remedial system, so we don't know where that money went. It probably totals around nine or ten million dollars in total. That is not was not used, but was expected to be used for this remedial system.
0: You well, know, we're certainly hoping, Mindy, that somebody raises their hands in the banking community and says it's right here. <laughs> but <laughs> otherwise, you <laughs> otherwise, you have to follow the money. Otherwise, you have to follow the money and see, you know, where it was spent. And that's, of course, another area of controversy for this region. Uh, it's in cardboard boxes of receipts, uh, you know, that uh, we all, all follow the newspaper reports, and uh, if we have to spend it again, we all wonder where the original money went.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and you know, I think there's some issues that we've uncovered recently that were different than what people have been led to believe, I believe, in terms of when the cap was put in, there were some The cap on top of the landfill, there were some problems with the contractor, there was a lawsuit. However, the lawsuit was um, decided in favor of the defendants, so uh, the cap company. So there was some money that had to go out there from the Coakley Landfill Group to the cap company. Um, We don't know how much, but that's one of the other things we want to find out about um, what happened there.
0: Very complex case from that point of view. Let me finish this with with this and, and your opinion what is the best way to remediate this, running water to the residents?
1: Well, I I think that that is important to do as well, but I also think that, you know, the flow of water into the streams of basically the whole entire seacoast needs to be stopped. I think we need to stop the migration of toxins into those streams. I think we need to stop the migration of toxins into um, the water supplies, because the city, the town of Hampton in particular, you, you know, they have Aquarian as their water supply company. Well, their wells are being impacted by these PFCs, and in fact, one of their wells is shut down because of high levels of PFCs, uh, PFAS compounds in their well. So, um, you know, in the town of Rye, has a water system to the east, and um, there's a Portsmouth water su- so, um, well over in the Greenland area that is threatened by the same flow, basically what happened is the landfill sits on top of a hill. So as you can imagine, flow goes in all directions from the top of the hill. And that's what we're seeing. So wherever there are water supply wells, they're threatened by flow from Coakley landfill around this landfill. So I think installing a pump and treat system and supplying a good reliable source of water to the people of Greenland is uh, where we need to go.
0: A very difficult nut to crack, Representative yeah. <laughs> Mesmer. Thank you. Yeah. Very, we're, very we're difficult. forward. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this subject.
1: Thank you very much.
0: That's Mindy Mesmer, Democratic State Representative from Rye. For In Depth NH, I'm Roger Wood.